We're going to go ahead and get started because we have a, a limited amount of time, limited in that what I don't like about this is not getting to know you before I attempt to uh, talk with you. Uh, they really don't give us enough time to get to know each other in these sessions. That's unfortunate, um, but we're just going to take time anyway, even though there's not enough time. Uh, and there's more people in here than I thought there was going to be. So, but I would rather get to know you at least just a little bit before, before I presume to speak into your life. Uh, uh, so, but if I gave everybody a minute, that's what I'd really like to do. Uh, just to tell us about you. Uh, then if there's, what do you think there is, 40 of us in here? If there was 40, that'd be 40 minutes and then we'd be leaving. So, uh, but at the very least, if you think you could do it in five seconds, what I'd like to know is your name, and I promise you, I'll forget, but I'd like to know your name, at least for a minute, a second or two, know your name, where you're from, and what is on your screensaver, on your phone. Can we do that? Is that, is that true? All right. So uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start all the way over here in the back, in the right. We'll start all with you, and then just work our way back and forth like that. Okay. So if you would just stand up, say your name, where you're from, and show us, tell us what your screen is. I guess I'm probably. Am I allowed to shut this off? Yeah, we're not. That's a good question. You want to say your university uh, or your hometown, whatever, whatever is good, or both, whatever is important to you. Yeah, I said stand. Yeah, stand. Talk real loud. I also Judah. That's my name, and I'm from South Africa. Originally, I go to USF, go Bulls, and I'm going to teach at New York, that's it, yeah. Okay, cool. Next. Uh, my name's Ellie. Um, I'm originally from California, but I went to USF in Tampa, University of South Florida, and a uh, screensaver on my phone is a brick wall with like this tree that got stuck behind a pipe, and then they cut off the bottom of the tree, um, and I took a picture of it because it just made me think about how, like, some tried to cut it down, but it was like, no, I'm staying. <laughs> cool. Very good. Next. Um, Remember, you Hayes. got five seconds. <laughs> I'm Hayes. I'm from Columbus State. Um, I have a Bible verse. Cool. All right. I'm Julie. I go to Trinity City, and I have a Bible verse. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I'm Kiana. I go to Austin P. I go to Austin P State University. Uh, my screen saver is my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jasmine. I go to Austin P, and my screen saver is like basic because I just like the comments. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. Uh, I'm Henry, Austin P. Uh, my phone format itself, so it's the standard wallpaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sam. I also go to Austin P, and mine is well, there's a dedication. Is my friends at Galen C. Nice, Sarah. Thank you. My name's Morgan. I also got Austin P. And mine is me and my friend Lainey. Are you guys twins? Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> 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 I'm Daniel. I got Austin P. And my screensaver is me, my girlfriend. Thank you, Daniel. Billy. My name's Billy. I got
this is my beautiful fiance. Stop with him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Billy. You big. I'm Eric, also Austin P. Uh, and it's me and my wife doing our traditional photo at the Gaylord. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. I'm Maurice. I go to UT, even though I'm originally from North Carolina. And I don't have my phone with me, it's charging. But the screensaver is the main character from Shadow of Mortal. I freaking love that game. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. My name is Tars Pagan. Um, I'm from Memphis, but I go to University of Tennessee as well. Uh, and on my screensaver, I just have some bounties. Cool. Yeah. My name is Will, I'm from Eastern Kentucky University, and mine is uh, the card art for a Magic the Gathering card. Thank you, Will. My name is Lexus, and I'm from Florida. I wrote FSW, and mine says, fight the good fight. Very good. Thank you, Lexus. My name is Robert Bell. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, OH, and my screensaver is a picture that me and my girlfriend Lexus took at the uh, downtown marketplace. Thank you. Uh, my name is Kim. Let's get somebody. I'm sorry. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm from Virginia Tech. Uh, my screensaver is Wally from Wally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kendall. Um, I go to Georgia Southern. I'm originally from Macon, Georgia, and my screensaver is a picture of New York. Also. Thank you. Hi, my name is Adelisa Sortiz. I'm from Florida State, and my screensaver is like the Epcot fireworks show. Thank you. I'm John, and I'm from UT Knoxville, and my screensaver says His Glory Alone. Nice. Thank you. I'm Zach. I also go to UT, and my screensaver is me and my girlfriend. Good. Aww. No, he didn't want to show us a picture of his girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, y'all might get jealous. Uh, I'm Micah Odom. I'm UT Knoxville, and mine is a screensaver of the sunset in Alaska from a mission trip I took this summer. Nice. Which part did you go to? I'm so sorry. Wrangle. Okay, cool. I'll um, I'm, Brett. I'm, um, I'm a sophomore at Twain University, and uh, my screensaver is Spider-Man. <laughs> my name is Emmanuel. I go to Virginia Tech, and I'm a picture of Lecrae. <laughs> My name is Andrew. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I just have the default very nice island. Are you two actually sharing the chair? Right here? No? Um, okay. My name is Cyrus Nelson, and I go to Southeastern University. And my, my picture is of the Rebels logo. Hey. You're not, do, you have any, do you have any courses with Dr. Archer? No. no. I'm Luke. I go to Messiah College in Pennsylvania, and my sister is my sister. Oh, sweet. <laughs> He's like, let me change it. I'm Kurt, and I'm a picture of my graduation. Yeah. This is short. <laughs> I'm Caroline. Uh, I go to Florida Southwestern in Florida. Uh, my screensaver <laughs> is uh, it says "You Are Good" and then it has Isaiah 63 and Second Kings 4 or 6, and then a bunch of Polaroids of people that I love. Oh, very good. Thank you. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm from Tampa, but I go to FGC in Fort Myers, and my screensaver is a cross. Thank you, Mike. Um, I'm Amy, I'm from Florida Gulf Coast University, and my screensaver is the Magic Kingdom Castle. Very good. Thank you.
I'm Jennifer. I'm from Florida, and I go to FSW. And my picture, well, is a picture of myself. <laughs> I'm Taisha. I go to UCF, and it's a picture of my mother. Good. Thank you. My name's Steve. I go to Virginia Tech, and mine's a uh, picture that I took while longboarding of myself longboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan, I go to Virginia Tech, and uh, I recently dropped my phone in the toilet, so I got a new one, so I just have a default picture right now. <laughs> uh, my name is Cody Ethenboss, I go to University of Miami, and uh, I have a generic screensaver right now. <laughs> uh, my name's Sophie, I'm from Augusta, Georgia, but I go to the University of Alabama, um, and my background is me and my boyfriend in Sri Lanka this summer. Oh, cool. Cool. And where to? Sri Lanka. I'm Heather, I'm from Florida, but I go to University of Alabama, and my wallpaper is me and my boyfriend at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Amber, I'm from Florida, and I also go to UA, and my screensaver is me and my boyfriend at Winter Formal. Hi, I'm Sydney Sweet, and I'm from Troy University in Troy, Alabama, and that's... Yeah, screensaver. Cool. It's me and my boyfriend Lucas. We got to take fancy pictures at Christmas. So. My name's Samuel. I live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I'm going to the University of Alabama. Uh, yes, roll tide. Um, and my screen paper is generic. Generic. Yeah. All right, my name's Emily. I'm from Murray State University in Kentucky, and my screensaver is a scripture. Oh, yeah. Very good. Hi, I'm Kayla. I go to SGCU in Fort Myers, Florida as well, and mine is, I said, here I am, send me Isaiah 6, 8. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Alina. I go to FSW in Florida, and I have a picture of the beach I got baptized in North Carolina. My name's Taylor, and I go to Radford University in Virginia, and my screensaver is me and my two friends in Montana at the Summer Job Project. Wow. Where in Montana? Bozeman. Bozeman. I'm Aaron, I'm from Virginia Tech, and my wallpaper is just Christmas trees. I found all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Mally. I'm from Virginia Tech, and mine is Polaroid Athena. Very good. All right, now be honest. How many either lied about your? Wallpaper or changed it before we got to. <laughs> uh, my name is Rod. I don't know if I said that yet or not. And my wallpaper is Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, that's kind of always been my wife's nickname, Wonder Woman. And uh, also, there's another reason why I mentioned that is I've got a little. Giveaway here, a contest. You ready? So you got to be listened. Listen carefully, because if you don't follow directions, you cannot win. So what I have here is from Starbucks, and I picked this up this morning. I had a friend of mine that works at Starbucks. To uh, it looks like it's open. Like if I just took this out and regifted something I've already used, but actually. I picked this up fresh. They ground it fresh this morning. I asked them to grind it for a French press. But if you don't have a French press, it'll work in whatever. Okay, this is the Willow, the Blonde Roast. And with a little 
coffee cup to go with it. It's kind of a cool coffee cup. All right, it's gonna be yours if you win. So what I want you to do is, um, I want you to text my wife, okay? And I don't know my wife's phone number. <laughs> I have to look it up. <laughs> I'm just gonna call her. So uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah, that's not allowed. You also have to sign each other's Okay. What I want you to do, I want you to text her, and I'm going to tell you her number one time. Her number is area code 423-309-0887. And um, what I want you to do... I wrote it down here. Repeat the phone number. I think she said it wrong. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, she's not even here and she's correcting me. 423 I'm so sorry I called you. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say the whole thing. 423-303-0887. And what's your... <sighs> they want to know if we can FaceTime you, Tammy. She says no, and I'll tell you why, because she's still in her pajamas. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Tammy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is what you're going to text her, and you got to get it right. Hey, Miss Tammy, this is, and insert your name, here's a picture of you. Here's a picture of you. You didn't. You texted too soon, Billy. You did not follow directions. So, hey, Miss Tammy, this is, and fill in your name, here is a picture of you, and it has to be a picture of Wonder Woman. So, go. Hey, Miss Tammy, this is, search your name, here's a picture of you, and it should include a picture of Wonder Woman. That's because they jumped the gun. They did not follow directions. Like Billy. <laughs> Billy, you can try it again. No, I can't send pictures. Oh, you can't send pictures. First one to get it right. What do you mean get it right? You got it. You have to say what I said. Hey, Miss Tammy, this is so and so. Here's a picture of you. <laughs> I'm getting looks. <laughs> First one is who? Woo! Kayla. Is there more than one Kayla? No, it's just me. Just you? All right. It's red. Like super red. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Miss Tammy.
Right. <laughs> 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 probably getting text messages for the next two minutes. But. Okay. This is what uh, this is what they've asked me to speak on. This is I didn't choose this title. This is what they told me to do. Tax collectors, fishermen, prostitutes, and best friends. So, what we're going to do, I'm going to ask you to divide up into three groups. I'm going to ask for a group over here, a group over here, and then just a group kind of in the middle. I know you're probably going to try to group up with, you know, if you're from Austin P with other people from Austin P, but I hope you'll mix up a little bit. I hope you get some people in your group you don't know. I won't ask you to be totally unfamiliar, uh, but... Three groups. One group is going to be tax collectors, one group is going to be fishermen, and one group is going to represent the prostitutes. Okay? All right? So we'll decide which group is which. Just give me three groups. A group over here, 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 and try to make it even. Okay. So we can be middle. Middle! Middle! Hello, middle. Okay, we're the middle group over here. Okay, middle's right here. We'll be best friends, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not giving up Break down some chairs over there if you, okay. if you want those chairs. I'll, I can move if I move. Go ahead and take some of those chairs. Okay, who are you guys going to be? We're the prostitutes. Who? Who's going to be the fisherman? Here. Okay, we're going to be the middle hand, so I got a little gift for you. Who's going to be tax collectors? Okay, the tax collectors were rich. I, I, can we open these? I can. Yeah, those oh, are for you to eat. Open them. Eat them. Okay. We don't. We don't have a lot of time. Tax collectors. Tax collectors. What I want you to do is go to Luke 19, 1 through 10. 
assign somebody to read it to the group, and I want you to be able to make some comments on that passage of scripture here in just a minute. So, among yourself, assign somebody to read it. 19 1 through 10. Fishermen. Luke 5, 5 through 11. Assign somebody to read, and then I want you guys to be prepared to make some comments on that passage. Those of you representing the ho-hos, John 8, 1 through 11. What was the fisherman's first? The fisherman is. Wait a minute. Where'd I go? Oh, Luke 19. Did I, did I goof you guys up? Did I say that wrong? We're, no, you got. We're the, you got. And that's the tax collector. Oh, it was for the other guy. What was there? Yeah. Okay. So who do you want then? Tax collector? Yeah, no, fisherman. I just want to know. Fisherman. That's what, that's what was confusing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Luke 5, 1 through 11. Thank you. I, I, you're, you're keeping up with everything. I, very good. Okay. Read that. Yeah. <laughs> Just together as a group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you five minutes to read it and then discuss it and be prepared to make some comments. Okay? So go. Yeah. Just what are your options? Yeah. 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 Ye
Yes, well, once again, um, um, just discuss it among yourselves, just prepare to be prepared to make some comments, some observations, like I just told them, obviously we don't have time to go deep or consult commentary or... You know, look up the Greek words or anything like that. Just, just how does it, how does it, you know, how does it strike you? You know, what just jumps out at you in the passage? In about two more minutes. And it shows us even though like the tax years really thought of as like the lowest of like the Mormon, everyone really hated that he like literally stepped out of his way to like really have a lot of him. Be like, hey, I see you, even though you aren't like you're like not you don't think of yourself as much here. Like I'm calling out to you as well. And he chose love for the situation, and that caused the keys to love other than you get back to the people who get wrong. Like, I think we can also look at it from like a perspective. Like, we were the sinners, like, even Jesus, you know, obviously, like, we all I like that he climbed up a tree just to like teach you this. He talks about like whatever we sin. But Paul asked, like, I like that. I was kind of having a similar vibe. It's also like he climbed a tree, but maybe this is me being in position now. He's like, he's speaking to me. Like, the fact that he's small in stature. And like, even like, I forget, I think you were saying that. Tax collectors are seen so like lowly and just like just scum, you know. And, and it's like that it, it points that out. Like why? Like why does it point out like small statue because he was short? But just like uh, that, regardless of his status, regardless of uh, who was like he chose to like go okay you know, fight for it. Yeah. All right, we're going to come together again. I know that wasn't enough time, but uh, we're, going to, we're going to go ahead and discuss these uh, together now. Now, the, the middle group, I don't know why we call them the middle group, because it's not in the middle. But if, if you want to stay where you are, that's fine, or I'll, you, I'll let you move back wherever, wherever you were. Is everybody comfortable? Yeah. Anybody wants to move? Because I'm okay with... I'll just turn around. It's, yeah, it's, it's you know, I'm okay with it. It's just, you know, don't let me step on you down there. Okay, so let's start with uh, tax collectors. Now, everybody is pretty much familiar with the story, right? Of Zacchaeus, Jesus is coming through. Zacchaeus sees Jesus coming. He's real curious what's going on. He's a short guy. He can't see. So he climbs up in the tree. Jesus comes out. Does anybody remember the story, the song, the children's church? Can anybody sing that? She can. She can. He will see. He 
One, two, three, don't fade. Okay, you didn't oh finish as strong as you started, but I am surprised. I am I'm impressed. Very good. So, yeah, he, Jesus comes by and he comes to the tree. He stops. He looks up out of everybody there, points out Zacchaeus, and says, Zacchaeus? Want to hang out at your house today? And Zacchaeus says, I'm so happy. I'm going to give half of everything I have to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to give them four times as much. And Jesus says, Welcome to the family. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I ruin it? Okay. Um. I forgot what I said, you guys. <laughs> You're just singing a song, okay. Um, basically, Zacchaeus, um, I was looking at it from the perspective of Zacchaeus and how, in, in you know, he's perceived as a sinner and he's a tax collector and everything, but even though he was perceived in that image, he still wanted to see Christ. He still climbed a tree just so that he could see Jesus. And he wanted to be changed. He wanted to be transformed. So for us, it's like, for us to see that just because, you know, we might, God might take us to places where we, we probably wouldn't have seen ourselves going or probably wouldn't um, imagine ourselves interacting with certain people, like, even they, deep down, wanted, want to know who Christ is. They're still yearning to be saved. Wow. So. Wow. I like that. That's a good observation. That was really good. Anybody else? Yeah, and, and, and you know, in, in the text, and if you weren't if you weren't part of this group, you might not remember, it says, and all who saw it, Jesus saying, hey, I'm going to hang out at your house. All who saw it began to grumble and complain and say, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Now, that might seem ridiculous to us unless we kind of understand the context. A tax collector, not only were they hated for the obvious reasons, <laughs> this wasn't just an IRS agent. When the Romans conquered lands, they would appoint, they would take taxes from those conquered lands, but they would appoint people to collect those taxes, but not they wouldn't bring in an outsider to do it. You know, you bring in somebody from Rome, oh well, he's just another Roman. No, they would pick a local to be the tax collector. One of your brothers, someone you went to synagogue with, because it's kind of hard to hide your side hustle from a local, right? You might be able to hide it from somebody else that doesn't know the town. These people you grew up with, you can't hide it from them. And not only that, but the Romans would allow the tax collectors to skim off the top for themselves. That's why, that's why Zacchaeus says, if I've cheated anybody, I'll give you back, you know. Because he probably did, because that's what tax collectors did. That's what Romans allowed them to do so they would stay with the job and do a good job. So you see how it's not so unreasonable that they were offended. I'm not saying it was right, but you can understand why they were offended that Jesus would choose to spend. There were a lot of good people in town that Jesus could have spent time with. You know, so if you're still not offended, think of it this way. Jesus comes to your place, and instead, instead of hanging out with your core group, 
he goes down to a coffee shop and he hangs out with a bunch of white supremacists. Or he goes out and he hangs out with some known terrorists. Or instead of coming to your church, he decides to spend time with, I don't know, some corrupt politicians. Or just think of somebody that you refuse to call family. And that's who Jesus decided to hang out with. Are you offended yet? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man. It's a cute little song, but the story is not cute. It's meant to be offensive. That Jesus not only calls him, then he says, this is the son of Abraham. In other words, what Jesus is saying, after, after there's repentance on Zacchaeus' part, Jesus says he's part of the family. Okay, uh, we have to move on. Fishermen, what do you got? And this is the story that, uh, of when Jesus is, that's right, ho-hos. Um, this is the story, for the rest of you who didn't read the passage, it's where Jesus is teaching. He, he borrows Peter's boat to set out the boat. And after he's done teaching, he says, Peter, go back out there and fish. And they pull in a miraculous catch of fish. Peter's overwhelmed, falls at Jesus' feet and says, depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Okay. We kind of discussed how, like, sometimes there's things in life where we think we can do it on our own, or we have our own plans for like how it's supposed to, supposed to go. And um, like the disciple, well, they weren't disciples yet, but the fisherman had replied, um, like, you know, we didn't catch anything all day. And then Jesus was like, "Well, put your net in again." And then they caught so much that their boats were sinking. They had to have other fishermen nearby come help them pull in the catch and stuff. So kind of the idea that you know. With God, we can do so much more than if we just rely on our own strength and knowledge. Very good. Thank you. That was so good. And because of time, we're just going to move on. That was a good, a good summation. And and yeah, and I think the whole thing about there's Peter at Jesus' feet. Depart from the Lord. I'm a sinful man. He's just being honest. And what does Jesus say? Don't be afraid. Follow me. And I'll teach you how to catch people. And Jesus didn't, didn't really even say anything spiritual. All he said was like, I'm going to help you catch Yeah, where was the sinner's prayer in that story? Nowhere. Like, <laughs> well, is there a sinner's prayer over here? Pretty cool. Okay, you guys. No sinner's prayer here either. No sinner's prayer here either. Thank you. All right, so this is the story. You know it. In the synagogue, in walks these guys. Hey, Jesus. In the middle of the synagogue service, we caught this woman in adultery. Old Testament law says, stone her to death. What do you say? And uh, anyway, you guys. Um, so, yeah, Were you going to add something? Yeah, I was just saying, um, a lot of people, you know, read this story and talk about and listen to this story, saying, you know, Jesus loves everybody, this, that, it's okay, we can do what we want, Jesus loves me, which is true, but they disregard the fact that he says, go and sin no more. Yes, very good, very good. Thank you for making that point so I didn't have to. Uh, yeah, Okay. That, um, I'm very sorry. If I kick you one more time, feel free to kick me back. Um, okay, then, uh, best friends. 
The best friend story is from John 11, and I chose it because it's Zacchaeus. It's Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. You remember Mary and Martha, right? Mary and Martha, there there was another story about Mary and Martha where Jesus is teaching. Do you remember that? And Mary is at Jesus' feet, and Martha is taking care of the donuts and the coffee. And she finally complains to Jesus, Jesus, would you tell Mary to help me? And here's Mary down here, the one I'm kicking. <laughs> Jesus kept kicking Mary's door. And, and, and she goes, look at her, she's not helping me. Oh, here I'm trying to keep water and donuts. And, co-. and I love the people who do coffee and donuts. I love those people. But Jesus says, you know what, coffee and donuts, love it. But Mary's chosen something for the moment that's a little more important. Remember, that was Mary, right? Mary, the one that always shows up at core group. Mary, the one that's always there for the Bible study. Mary, that always does her morning devotions, right? Okay? Here's the story. Lazarus gets sick. They send a message to Jesus, and he's really sick. Hey, uh, and this is the way they say it. The one you love is sick. And they're expecting Jesus to come right now. What does Jesus do? He waits. He waits. He waits. And when he finally shows up, Lazarus has been dead for four days. When word gets to Mary and Martha that Jesus has finally come to town, Martha goes out to meet him. What does Mary do? Mary stays home. This is the Bible study, Mary, right? We think, we're always thinking Mary gets it right and Martha gets it wrong. Now, Martha gets up and goes out to meet Jesus. And Martha wasn't too happy. You, if you'd have been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. Jesus says, he'll live again. I know he will in the resurrection. Jesus says, you don't understand. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Then, then he says to her, if you'll believe, you'll see. You'll see what I mean. Then he sends her back to get married. Because Mary was too honked off to come. She was too upset. She was offended. Can I tell you, in each of these stories, there's something to be offended about. And I don't think that's by accident. And when Mary hears that Jesus has asked for her, let's give her some credit. She gets right up and she goes. And let's give her even more credit. Because when she gets to Jesus, she just doesn't pretend everything's okay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? She says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And you know what Jesus did? He cried with her. He cried with her. And then you know the rest of the story. He goes on and he raises Lazarus uh, out of the grave. Uh, and it says, I like the way it says, he had said earlier, Jesus says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to awaken him. Um, any preachers in the room? Yes, going to be pastors, plans on pastors, evangelists? I should have asked you to open us in prayer. I should have asked that earlier. Uh, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to awaken him. That'll preach, brother. That'll preach. Um, 
We have tax collectors, we have fishermen, we have prostitutes, at least in our little discussion, and we have best friends. Um, I would like to say that out of that group of four, Jesus expects the most out of best friends. He'll meet you where you are. If you're a tax collector, he'll say, come on down out of the tree, I'm going to hang in that tree for you. If you're um, a fisherman, he'll say, uh, just an average guy, follow me. If you're the prostitute, he gets down on his knees and gets in the dirt to be at your level. But if you want to be a friend of Jesus, how many want to be a friend of Jesus? Remember, you raised your hand voluntarily. He expects much, much more. He expects you to endure waiting when waiting seems unreasonable, there's no explanation. He expects you to put up with delay that you don't agree with. He expects you to believe when it is hard to believe. He expects you to continue to have faith when you pray for a healing. Instead, he gives you resurrection. If you want to be a friend of Jesus... He expects much, much more. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth where some people would lie to you. Or they wouldn't call it lying. They would just try to be trying to put the gospel's best foot forward. Jesus is a friend that asked you, if you're going to be his friend, to walk a hard road. He was pretty much up front with it. Not always, our radio preachers are not always up front with it, but he says it's the way is straight and it's narrow. In other words, it's hard and it's difficult. Jesus was up front about it. You remember when Peter argued with Jesus? Because Jesus, Jesus said, who, everybody, most everybody here is in that last session, right? That question about who Jesus is, that's always been going around. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, who do men say that I am? Some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're Isaiah, one of the old prophets brought back to life. What, who, what do you say? Can I tell you that's what the Gospels ask us? The Gospels, especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke, don't really tell us so, so much who Jesus is. It pretty much puts the question to the reader. Remember that when you're evangelizing. It, it, it doesn't tell. It pretty much just asks the question: Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say that I am? And so that's what Jesus says. Well, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says this, You are blessed. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father has revealed. And those people that you're trying to reach, it's the Holy Spirit that will convince them. Do you believe that? Yes. It's not up to you. You don't have to be that good. You don't have to be that clever. Father, I thank you because there are evangelists in this room. You've called them to bring a light, bring light into a dark world. I pray that they would never be confident in themselves, but confident in your Holy Spirit that accompanies them. I thank you for the light that is in them, and I pray that it would burn bright as the days go forward in Jesus' name. We've got about four minutes, and I want to give you this. There's a parable. Jesus said, what do you think? He was talking to some people, to some religious folks who were a little too religious for their own good. So what do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first. He said, go to work in my vineyard today. 
He answered, I will not. I'd have got a whooping if I said that to my father. I will not. But later he changed his mind and he went. The father went to the second son and he said, go. But he, and, and the second son said, yes, sir, I will go. But he did not go. But which of the two did the will of his father? And they answered and said, well, the first one. And Jesus said to them, truly I tell you that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe. This friend expects us to change our minds. And like he pointed out a while ago, he expects a change. He extends you great grace, but he expects a change. Depart from me, Lord, Peter says. I'm a sinful man. Things can change. Lord, I'm a tax collector. It's all right. Things can change. And I have this that I wrote, and I think I wrote it for you. We'll close after this. This Jesus knows the you that is uniquely you. The OCD you, the misfit you, the weirdo you, the you that gets stoned. That wasn't for everybody in here, but that was for somebody in here. He gets you. He sees you in the crowd and he calls you by your name. Familiar with your seduction. He hears your whisper. He knows the secret. He owns your shame. And he chooses you. Specifically you. Especially you. This Jesus knows all about the crap going on in your life. He knows what it is to feel forgotten by God and hurt by religious folks. He knows about those thoughts of hurting yourself. This Jesus romances your naked heart in the dark with the sensuous love song that is your life. In this Jesus, there's room for doubt, there's room for glory, and there's room for you, especially you. I just got a text that we have 10 minutes left. When is this over? <laughs> At four? Okay. A couple of observations. Jesus calls for Mary. When she's so discouraged, she doesn't want to come to the Bible study anymore. And he calls for her. He calls the, the fishermen when they confess that they are just sinful men and don't belong in his presence. He goes for the tax collector when he's a dirty, rotten, little rat traitor. He stands up for the adulterous woman and kneels down to be with her in her shame. In all of these stories, Jesus takes the initiative. I mean, you can't come to the Father unless you're drawn of the Holy Spirit. In each case, there is either sin or serious doubts or disappointment. Almost every case, there is some place for offense. 
to feel offended. Notice the change of posture in every one of these stories. It's either Jesus sitting down in a boat, Jesus sitting down to teach, uh, uh, Zacchaeus climbing him up in a tree, or when Jesus talks to him, he gets back down from the tree. Jesus kneeling down with uh, the woman caught in a adultery. Uh, Mary uh, kneeling down at Jesus' feet and saying, if you had been here, my brother would have. Always this change of posture. This friend calls us to change. He invites himself over. He's very presumptuous, this friend of ours called Jesus. He's very presumptuous. He'll invite himself over to your house like he did Zacchaeus. He will come and he will borrow your boat and then expect you to help him get out there in the water. He will do the most presumptuous thing He'll invite himself over to your house, but then when you invite him over, he'll show up late. And he wants to be your friend. Perhaps you feel like the rat trader, but you've repented and now you want to make things right. Perhaps you're the fisherman, you get on your knees and you confess your sinfulness, and you say, I'll follow you. Perhaps you're like the prostitute, that is to stay... You feel like you're standing before people in all of your shame. And he says to you, I, I don't condemn you, but let go of that adulterous thing you got going on. He will invite you over. Uh, he will invite himself over to your place. He'll borrow your boat. He'll get into your business. He'll even get into your sex life. What's going on? And he'll ask you to change. Or perhaps you're just the friend who's asleep. You're just fading off. And he comes to wake you up. But if you're a friend, he expects you to believe, even when you're offended. Can I tell you it's okay to be offended sometimes? I had somebody recently text me, message me, and ask me for prayer and said... Uh, told me the situation and said, we're not angry with God, but we just need prayer. And I texted back, I said, you know, if you were angry with God, it'd be okay. He could deal with it. It's okay. If you're going to be his friend, he expects you to wait when you don't want to wait, when it doesn't make sense, and he's working out a change Bring out the real you. The you you were born to be. Anybody have a comment before we close? I have a comment. Yeah. I have a few comments, actually. Yeah. Um, what you're talking about being offended and it being okay to be offended. I feel like being offended, that's the world's default. And... When it comes to us, because we're already accepted into the body of Christ and we're already children of God now that we've, you know, been born again, isn't it right to say that, you know, a lot of times we get offended when really it's because we don't understand or actually have the capacity to hold what God's doing in our lives and the fact that God's ways are higher than ours because we don't understand most of the time, that's why we become offended. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about the 
how Jesus went to Zacchaeus. He went to his house. Um, I feel like because Zacchaeus needed Christ and he needed Jesus, that's why Jesus went to him. But because we already have Christ, it's okay for us to know that sometimes, you know, Christ is going to do things that we don't understand, but it's for our own good. It's for the good of everyone, not just ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's for the good of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then um, what you were talking about, how God asks us, or Jesus asks us who we think he is, that's God inviting us to find out who he is through mm -hmm. relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, why did, so why didn't you teach this class today? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just no, don't. I, just I wasn't mean to interrupt you, I wasn't being no, a smart no. aleck. I meant this was very good. You weren't finished. No, um, I just wrote some other things that you had already said so that I want to remember. But like, yeah. look, I'll follow you, we're following Christ into the light. And there's a song out there, it's like, I'll follow you into the dark, but with God, we're following him into the light. Mm -hmm. And that's what we can trust, and because that's what we know, mm -hmm. that he is the light. Very good, very good. There's something that you said there that I hadn't even thought of. So a lot of times we're offended because we've made it too much about us. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man. Can I piggyback on that? Yeah. I, I think along with, like, she said, our, like, the world's default is to be offended, and I think that's especially true in today's climate, like, to be offended, or, like, if we disagree with someone, then we're like, I can't be your friend anymore, like, you hold different political views than I do, or you, you know, think What a load of crap, right? Yeah, like, your theology <laughs> is, like, slightly different from mine, so I guess we can't, like, be in fellowship anymore. Um, and, like, I personally consider myself to be conflict avoidant, so I'm like, oh, we're fighting? Let's make everything better, and I'll be nice to you, and we don't have to talk about how I disagree with you. Um, but my older brother is completely different from that, and it's more in the mindset of, like, no, if we're having conflict, we need to address it and discuss it. And so I've really embraced that. And so I just want to encourage everyone here to, like, embrace, like, those moments when you feel offended. Like, press into that. Like, why are you offended? And is it justified? Um, and, and I think that helps answer the question of, like, am I offended because this is touching something personal in me? Like, am I offended by a, a pastor's message because what he's saying is actually true about sin in my life, but I don't want to acknowledge that? Mm -hmm. And then in the conflict, also, like, embrace the conflict and be willing to discuss, like, why you disagree with someone and not be so quick to, like, cut them out of your life because of that. Hey, when you are really offended, you are at a, you just might be at a, at a crossroads in your life. A, a, a why, a fork in the road, and it could go either way. You're either you're getting ready to go deeper with God, or, or maybe move in a different direction. Uh, I, I think when you find yourself deeply offended, you need to you need to know there's an opportunity there to make some progress. And, but you, it could go either way. Go ahead. Triple piggyback. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with everything that's being said, but a lot of times we talk about being offended, and um, a lot of times in the church we don't talk enough about being offensive. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we want to avoid that conflict, as as you said. And uh, sometimes we're not called we're not called to avoid conflict. We're called to be the salt and light of the world. And with salt, you, know, you put salt in the wound, it, it's got to stick. It's got to be offensive. And um, with the way the culture is, we we may stand up for. Um, our belief in Jesus and what our values are, our morals, and that may offend a lot of people, um, but that's something that we should not be afraid of. 
we should not say, you know what, somebody getting offended by what I said, I need to stop, I need to, to hide, to hide what I, how I feel, what I believe, and no, we're called to uh, express that to the fullest. That, that, that is, uh, we're going on a, a, a fourth piggyback here. That is very good. And I, Jesus said, the world hates me, it's going to hate you, so quit trying to pretend. But the other thing is, then I know people who love conflict, unlike you, and like, <laughs> hey, you, the the the, <laughs> the gospel is just by nature. You don't have to create it. You don't have to fake it. Okay. Piggybacking off of what you said, because this is becoming a thing. This is the last piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> what you were talking about, like being like salt in a wound and stuff, like isn't salt like supposed to like clean wounds out, like even though it may sting? So like if you're willing to like say the things, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, you know, try you know, do your best to live at peace with everybody. But like if you're called to say the truth and it might sting somebody or offend somebody, if they take it, that's going to help like clean up their soul like Jesus can use that you know if we're not afraid so that was awesome. good very good okay who was the pastor who's 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 got the who's got the pastoral phone you two uh, who's 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 on fire I'd say both of us well pick one who's the oldest okay come here someone else has got a piggyback I don't think preachman I I could do this for another hour and just listen to your comments, but they make me quit right now. And they got—they sent me a text to make me quit. Preacher man, close us in prayer. I'll try to make it quick. Lord, thank you for just letting us to be able to come here and just be able to hear your word, Lord. And, and even though it may be stories that we've heard before and ones that we may have even studied before, just to be able to hear other people's opinion, be able to grow and learn off of that, God. Thank you for having this brother of Christ, Lord. Just be able to come just present this to us in a way that we haven't maybe seen it before, Lord. I just praise and thank you for the time that we were able to spend here with our brothers and sisters in Christ to grow and to go deeper into your word in these different stories, but also to see how they all come together to show the character of you, Jesus. So just let us be able to continue to take this, what we learned here, and not just keep it here at Salt, but take it out into our campuses, take it out to our families, take it out to our nations, to our, to our hometowns, God, that we may be able to reach people for you, God. And let us just be able to continue throughout our entire life to go on this journey, wanting to learn more and grow deeper in our relationship with you and with our relationship and community with this body of believers, God. Let us be able to go out and reach the world and be the light that this world so desperately needs, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And everybody said. Amen. amen.